I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Boy, I'm about my business on business. I drink liquor on liquor. I had women on women. Yeah, that's bunk bed bitches. I'm sorry. I don't live more than an 80 year old man still kicking. If I live for some moments, I live for a living. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is a Monday night, very special uh, fifth episode of Gotham Monday Night. Uh, love and Hip Hop Hollywood continues. Yes. Uh, Mike Tyson's Mysteries uh, start premieres tonight. All I got to say. I feel some type of way about that. I'm mm. ready. I think it's going to be everything. You it's, think it's going to be good? Yes. It's, 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 it looked like a huge play on Scooby-Doo. And um, also, Monday Night Football. Yes. This time, mm. man, it's so much shit. I'm, uh, I'm behind on stuff, but I am diligent. G- give me credit. O- only thing that I'm, the furthest thing I'm behind in is how to get away with murder. But everything else, I've been diligent on trying to watch the dude out the week no that and uh american horror stories we need to watch that unless you already watched that no nah, i need to watch it okay now all that being said we're here we're live we're doing this podcast why because we love our audience mm-hmm. and more importantly we love the voice that you just heard now jay larie aka blazing bitch of blazing curator of blazingbitch.com also uh at blazing bitch on twitter also co-host of twib after dark um and general all around good person um what's going on najayla oh i'm doing awesome and don't forget about we nerd hard i'm also co-host oh, of we nerd hard yes and we nerd hard and i'm <laughs> i know i'm leaving stuff out uh yeah I, you still doing the cam thing i mean i know brother's probably looking for that so yeah Mm-hmm. So holla! Oh, uh, my computer is dying, so it's very hard to be a cam girl with no computer. So, ah, oh. but send those tributes. So I get a new computer. You gotta have to start going back to uh, the old days of phone sex. The the take it. Back. I do that too. I am <laughs> Blasian bitch at nightflirt dot com. N i t e nightflirt dot com. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even know people still did that. I'm I'm so terrible. Old school. Yeah, I'm so terrible at phone sex that uh There are still people to the word. So if there's a way to get off, people are still doing it. True. I'm pretty sure there's some like artisanal hipster that masturbates only to cave paintings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. You know, even if there's like written stuff, people like jerk off to those novels all the time. I mean Fifty Shades of Grey is pretty much a, a jerk off novel. Uh, that's getting really good, you know, screen treatment and stuff and actors put into it. Zane? Yeah, yeah. Man, I didn't even think about it, but yeah, I guess phone sex maybe it's not that weird. For me, I think it would be weird because, uh, I, my brain just thinks too much, so I'll probably fuck it up. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I hear a lot of weird, weird, wild stuff. A lot of wild stuff. A lot of, um, older white men like to call young black women to hear like details about our sexual romps with the coveted big black cock that they desire so much but not in a gay way just in a way they want to hear about it in a sexual manner 
while from, they masturbate furiously from the receiving end no yeah. right oh man that is kind of yeah it's that is weird you know i'm tired of being sexualized as a black man um, i'm more than my cock everybody okay i have feelings and emotions too you sure and when i'm talking to you i can see you guys all looking at it my eyes are up here all right that's enough uh, well then i'm looking at your beard oh yeah that's all a whole nother set of problems i'm looking forward to no shave november so hardcore to, what is it's it? No, what? My favorite time of year. What's it called again? No shave November. What no is it? No shave November. No oh, shave. no shave. Basically, oh. it's supposed to like, yeah, it's supposed to like raise awareness for something, but I don't know or care. I just like when guys have beards. Ah. Uh, so. Well, you know, there's a lot of good things about having a beard, man. A lot of people don't know, man. Matter of fact, I might get into that. I've saved this story for months, so maybe we'll get into that one today, but there's a lot of good, <laughs> good qualities about having a beard. Um, but uh, let's talk about you, Najela, okay? What kind of weird stuff are these white dudes talking about when they talk about these dicks? Uh, oh, God, what's the weirdest thing? Um, I had one guy who wanted to call while I was with my friends and have, have him on speakerphone while he talks about how pathetic he is because he wants um, a group of black women to laugh at him. But he was very specific. He wanted to imagine that we're all sipping Cosmos Wearing high heels, laughing at his very small um, button penis. Wow. And I think that was the most, like, involved. Because, like, I had to, like, recruit people for this. <laughs> and uh, he was just there, like, oh, no. Oh, my Please God. Please tell me how I'm useless. Yeah. And, he, and, and at and one did... point, it kind of sounded like he was crying. Oh. Ten tears, wow. yeah. And were you able to get? But were you able to get people? Getting off. Were you able to get enough people? Huh? Were you able to get enough people in the conference call to? to um. I was luckily at a uh, with my girlfriend at the time, so mm. we just came home from the mall. So I just put them on speaker, and they kind of know what I do. Uh. <laughs> so they just listened and laughed and laughed. And laughed. Wow. See, I feel like I would. I also had. Um, well, uh, I was gonna say I feel like I would have faked it and just tried to pretend to be like four different voices. You know, like hi, I'm Sheila. I could have really turned on TV. <laughs> I could have turned on the TV and faked it, but I don't fake it. I try to be 100. percent Oh. Okay. Oh, the weirdest thing I think was somebody wanted pictures of me and my boyfriend. Because he was Asian, so he offered to pay me fifty dollars for pictures of me and my boyfriend, but I didn't want to send him my personal photos. That was a little, little too weird. That's where I cross the line. Where you like want to mm. know about other people in my life? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Now, do you but, ever? Uh, yeah. Oh, I also had mm. the guy. Who... Hmm? I, uh, I, I think we have a bit of a delay for some reason, but I was gonna say. Do you ever um, fake masturbating for the people? Because I feel like I would do that all the time. Um, I usually try not to because I, I want to give like an authentic experience. Because mm. for me, I don't want sex to ever be a commodity. I want it to be somebody where two subjects are, uh, you know, having a, a really authentic moment. 
So I never, ever really want to fake it. Uh, I think the only time where uh, if I'm just like really, really sad, like I'll try. Mm. <laughs> I'll give it a good old college try. But for the most part, I, 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 I'm not a faker. So, so has, any, is, has anybody ever said something so weird that you had to fake it? Because, see, I would if you said something that was crazy to me, I would just be like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm touching myself. Just get the fuck off the phone. Um, the only time I had real pause was one guy uh, was telling me his scenario that he wanted, and it was um, he wanted me to pretend to be his wife, but we lived in an alternative reality where black men have taken over America, so all the white men live in dog houses. And I was giving him his instructions that he was our slave. And this is black but he was like really specific. Like he was talking about being a software developer, but now he doesn't have a job because the black men are superior with their dicks. Which I kind of feel like uh, big dicks are great, but I don't really see how having a bigger dick would make you a better software developer. But yeah, you know, I, I wasn't going to interrupt his his thing. Wow, yeah, I don't think that has nothing to do with and, uh, color of skin either. Yeah, I, I I wish that's how it worked. It if, so I, if I could do that, I'd just go to like a job interview with like really tight pants. Like, listen, I want a hundred thousand dollars off tops. We all know that. I'm not gonna work at this McDonald's for anything less. Ah, <laughs> man, that's terrible. Um, um, I think the most fun. I had somebody who was really into Dragon Age, and I'm really into Dragon Age, so. We had a scenario where we were Deventer mages, and <laughs> we we're doing sexual magic spells on each other. It's very, it's very weird, but I, I had a good time. Do, do you ever become <laughs> friends with any of these people? There are a lot of people. Have, have you? Ever, um, yeah. I. Well, it, it's. I've had people that call the line or have you know, seen my cam shows and they just start following me on Twitter. So I'm always talking to them and I always interact with them. Like I'm not somebody like I have fans like that. I think that's such weird crap. So if you're cool, I'll interact with you and I'll talk with you and we can have fun. So I don't hold it against you. I don't judge. Oh, so like, would you, would you exchange like, would you exchange like Xbox, like screen names with people that, you know, like, can I, can someone go from a Cam fan or, or a Night Talk fan to a Najela Ree friend? Well, I charge for my Xbox Live, but I don't know you like that. Oh! <laughs> and, uh. Oh, my, excuse me. Yeah, and I'll be on the phone with you while we play Xbox. But I, I trade in a lot of my games, so I don't have as big a library, so. And also, I don't really like first-person shooters, and that's what everybody wants to play. And right, not really what I'm into. Me either. But I always say, if you want to play a game with me, you buy me the game. I'll play that thing with you. Wow! All the time. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Like I couldn't even see. uh, I could never see myself paying to like play games with somebody. But I guess if you're gonna be like. Cause like I know if I'm playing the game with you, I don't have the dexterity to masturbate at the same time. So, you know, at that point, I, we're just friends. You know. Well, I don't think the guys that want to play with me actually are doing that. 
because like we're we're really playing the game. Like I'll I have a setup where um you know I have my computer and I have my TV and my Xbox, so they could see me on cam. They know I'm really playing with them, and but we're still talking on Xbox Live. So Man, I don't crazy. I think they're just playing and they just want to know that I'm there with them. Man, that's insane. I don't know. Though. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, also, man, uh, I know. Well, I think most. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Nijel. Uh, most women on X Live aren't gonna play with like heels and vintage lingerie and gloves and all that stupidness. Like, I think you should. Ha- that's premium. Uh, you should pay for that. Oh wait, so you're playing with the camera on? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, okay that's that makes different. sense. Yeah, because I, you know, I may do that, but there's no camera on, and I'm not charging, and um, <laughs> you know, in my own. only thing that's seeing me is the Xbox itself or Roger if he's around. That's it. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people think that cam girls were like super sexy people twenty four seven. That is not true in any way, shape, or form. Uh, usually, I am wearing a giant sweatshirt and sweatpants or my ugly hipster socks and i look a hot ass mess when i'm (laughs) playing video games so and i'm also yelling and cursing occasionally crying depending on the game i get emotional well you know that could be hot i (laughs) you know not really uh i've ugly cried because of the game Mm. um the end of max pain 2 i was really sad Mm. but i i don't know if it was really the game or just my own situation but i like ugly cried so much that like my roommate in college like thought somebody died she's like what happened and i was like they just didn't get to be together mona no (laughs) (laughs) which is sad because you know there still was a max pain three so you kind of wasted those tears i totally didn't play max pain three never been because I, as far as I'm concerned, the story that they wanted to tell was done with two. And then Max Payne 3 is like, it's kind of like Street Fighter in the later years. You know nothing is going to be, like, good for him again. Mm. So it's just like like a losing lap almost. But oh. I heard we had fun gameplay mechanics. Ah, all right. Well, I like 3. Um, it was fun. But, yeah, it almost had nothing to do with the other games. Um. Speaking of games, man, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Gamergate? I bring it up because I actually uh, had uh, I released a new uh, spinoff uh, episode of my spinoff show, Medium Talk, today, where I quote unquote interviewed a listener of the show who was upset with how we covered Gamergate. Um, he said it's not about misogyny, and he was on Twitter and he was going in on my mentions. And uh Chris um, Yeah, Chris and Sandy Check joined I, in. Um uh, and uh what happened was uh, the guy goes, I wanna um talk about I'll I'll call you on Skype, I will talk to you right now and all this stuff. So I did. I let him call me on Skype, I let him um uh talk to me about Gamergate and what he thinks it is and you know i kind of you know gave him what what i was what i'm seeing out here and what i believe it is and uh yeah so I, you know it's a pretty controversial topic um i think people will either love or hate that episode of medium talk because he has an accent he was calling me from halfway across the globe 
um he was yelling a lot uh you know it was a lot of uh like anytime i said certain words he just go to straight like talking points so there's a lot of uh misunderstanding his his phone connection wasn't that great um i i listened to it again today and i thought it was like a electrifying experience but also kind of like I could understand people hating me for talking to him because uh, I, you know, abused their ears for an hour and a half. And I can also understand that people like <laughs> love the episode. But what is it, what are your thoughts on Gamergate? Um, I think the fact that they call it a movement is insulting. It's not about ethics and journalism at all. It's not about ethics and game journalism, especially if they're arguing that they want video game reviews to be completely objective. It's a consumer uh, review. There's no way reviews can be objective. They're subjective by definition. Mm -hmm. I also think that Gamergate is completely about harassing women. And because they're not tweeting to a lot of the male game reviewers and game journalists, they're harassing independent women who develop games and they're harping on the sexual histories of these women. And even if if you really want to say, okay, this is about ethics or this is about um, a consumer revolution. Why aren't they going after these AAA game studios that have billions of dollars at their disposal and keep on cranking out a reskin of the same seven games? Gamergate to me is really, um, it's just growing pains because you have this small, way too vocal minority of people that feel like if games center on anything but a scruffy haired white dude um, that's grizzly and shooting people, then they're losing something. Nobody loses anything if we have a culture of games where there's more variety, where there's more diversity. There is nothing stopping you from going, oh, well, you know, I don't want to play a game where the protagonist is gay or a black woman. There are so many games where you can say, I want X, Y, and Z. Diversity in games and characters and the people behind games, it doesn't hurt anybody. It does nothing but make the product of games better for those who consume them. So, yeah. you know, quite what's... frankly, I have not met. Well, um, hey, Najela, we have a little bit of delay. Well, I'm like, I'm going to take you off cam and see if that speeds it up a little bit. Cause, uh, that's what worked okay. f- for the last show we did. So let me try that. Um, and then okay, better. Uh, let's see. One, two. Yeah. I, I think, I think so. We'll, we'll see as the conversation goes, but, um, go ahead and, uh, finish up your point. Um, Oh, no, I lost what I was saying. Oh, about gaming. Um, I really feel like this movement has been used by some people with really horrible intentions. Mm-hmm. You have um, people that have been completely disgraced in other regards. It, got, it had his name from friggin' Casey from Chuck. Like, why would you listen to some lesser Baldwin? He's not even related to, like, the good Baldwin. (laughs) And (laughs) you have journalists who are being championed for their pro-Gamergate opinions who a couple of months ago were making horribly stereotypical arguments against video games. Mm. So it's just a whole lot of people 
that are just looking to promote themselves. You have the these men's right activists that are latching onto the movement because they hate quote unquote feminists and social justice warriors, which if you're using somebody who fights for social justice as a pejorative, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You are just on the wrong side of history. And I think it's really sad. Um, I did a show on Thursday for the nerds of color where I hosted and we had, had a couple of people on. We had Aaron, Rand Freeman from TWIB, and We Nerd Hard, and uh, Arthur Chu, who is, uh, he got famous for winning Jeopardy a bunch, but he's written a lot of, um, uh, a lot of stuff on the video game industry. And one big thing that he was being attacked for is this essay he wrote um, called The Princess is Another Castle. It was about how we have to expand how women are portrayed in games because so many female characters are non-playable characters that are there for window dressing. Right. Which is completely true. Mm-hmm. And addressing that is not taking games away. Addressing that is not attacking the gaming industry. That's a critique. So if people really want games to be considered art, which I've seen a lot of people argue that it's wrong to say that video games aren't art. Art gets critiqued, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with doing a feminist critique. Like, I'm not a huge Anita uh, Sarkeesian fan. Mm-hmm. I've critiqued her on Twitter quite a bit, but there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. Right. Especially because if you don't agree with her, you could constructively critique her points. But saying that she's a feminist whore and sending her rape and death threats is not critique. It's harassment. And that's yes. what this whole movement was based on. Harassing uh, a developer Zoe Quinn, harassing Brianna Rue, and harassing Anita Sankarian, and, and Leah Alexander, another great journalist who, you know, the industry is going to lose a lot of great and talented people because it, we have a culture of fear now mm-hmm. where if you speak out, oh, no, you're going to get attacked and they're going to dox you and put your pictures online and call your dad and tell them you're a whore. Like, who wants to do that? Yeah. And, and Go ahead, Karen. Sorry. And who wants to deal with that? And, and, and it's, the thing about it is that is I, I look at it the same way. I, I look at Gamergate. The same way I look at racism, people that are racist are mad at the other people for causing the change and causing the change is causing them to change. And they don't want to change because they feel like change is taking things away from them because they like the things as they are, because they don't have to deal with the things that the people are complaining about. So a lot of them are white males. And they feel like, why should we have to deal with the issues of women and in our gangs? Why should we have to deal with the issues of minorities or blacks or anybody else? You know, if we want titties bouncing, let them swing and you should just deal with the woman. And when people go, no, we don't have to deal with it. You can have that. I'm not saying you can't have that. All I'm saying is diversify. And that's the thing for some reason saying 
it needs to be more diverse is them feeling like you're taking something away. And I, I don't understand how the, how the two are, are, are connected. Well, well, what's funny to me is... They're you, really not. Uh, like, what's funny to me is that you have um, these guys that want to talk about Gamergate, but if you look at most of the, like, Gamergate coverage, it just consists of people saying what it's not about, which, you know, is, is kind of suspect. Like, because whenever you do give them the platform to say, okay... Tell me about video game ethics. Let's talk about it. It always comes down to, well, it's not what these feminists are saying. These feminists are wrong, and they're trying to do that. I'm like, okay, cool. So tell me about the journalist of ethics. Let's talk about that. And, uh, well, it's Anita Sarkeesian. Okay, cool. I, we're not talking about her anymore. You said you wanted to talk about journalism ethics. Just give me just journalism ethics. You know, um, the guy I talked to on the phone, um, he was saying that. Well, I think most people don't know what journalism ethics is right well yeah like i gave i told him to give me an example an example he said was bayonetta got a bad review from this one video game reviewer who said that he couldn't get past the like over sexualization of the character and it was a big turn off to him because he didn't find it to be the empowering uh you know vision that the developer had for and the game creator who is a woman uh that she had he said you know to him it just felt like an excuse to see some some boobies jiggling and a woman in a thong. So why um, you know, why why even you know get into that? You know, and so the guy was like, "Well, that's not the game. You have to just grade it on the game." And it's like, but he's a person, and if that guy couldn't get past it, he couldn't get past it. Like I said, what I said when we play games, you and me, what's the difference between how I view a game and you view a game? You don't have any game that's popular that people like that you did that you did not like. I do. Everybody does. So, like, someone should come in and tell if your job was to review games, someone should be able to come in and tell you to j- give it the same score everybody else did because fuck your opinion, even though this is what we're paying you for to give your opinion. I, it, it just seems like such an asinine argument. Of, it could it completely defeats the purpose of reviewing games mm-hmm. in every way, shape, or form. And uh, I remember um, uh, when I was in college, I was uh, the managing editor for the school newspaper, and we had our arts and entertainment section. So I would do a lot of game reviews, and we did this one series where it's just um, I did the old game reviews, like the bargain bin games. Mm-hmm. So I reviewed Def Jam Fight for New York, and one of the things that I think you know what, as much as I like. The, the fighting mechanics and as much as this is an enjoyable game to play here are some things that bothered me like you couldn't you there is a lot of character customization but you couldn't be a woman uh, mm. you had women that were literal prizes that would fight for you and if you lost the bum prize was uh, a woman named Shaniqua who had broad features dark skin and looked like um, me basically <laughs> Uh, or I looked a lot more like Shaniqua than I looked uh, like any of the other women that were quote-unquote prizes, and it was kind of insulting that women were prizes. So I wrote that into review, that that was one of the things, you know, sure, the, the mechanics of the game are fun, but it might outright insult you as a human being. So mm-hmm. there's your trade-off. And people, like, were offended that I added that to the, in- the review, but I kind of felt like uh, one big tenant of journalism ethics 
if you look in the Society of Professional Journalism, if you look in the Pointer Institute, the uh, huge way journalists actually measure ethics, one of the biggest tenets is to reduce harm. So if I review this game and I recommend it, there's no way I can ethically in good conscience not mention something that I think might potentially harm a reader or uh, somebody who's going to consume this media that I'm talking about. It becomes completely unethical to not discuss these things, in my opinion, as a journalist. But I think a lot of people, they want it both ways. They want video games to be art, but then they don't want to think. Yeah. And that is the saddest thing. You know, the other thing is also, I mean, you could do what I do, which is just ignore people. Like, Mm -hmm. if someone says something that you don't agree with or you don't really, it doesn't, it's not really something that bothers you, you're, feel free to just fucking ignore it. Like, you don't have to go find that person on the internet, Mm -hmm. try to destroy their lives, threaten them, or even argue with them. Like, even to just argue with them. I know a lot of people don't, like, we're very entitled now. And a lot of people think it's their fucking right to go find everyone they disagree with on the internet and give them a piece of their mind. Um, People do it all the time. But honestly, you don't have to do any of that shit. Mm -hmm. So let's say you do not agree with Anita Sarkeesian or maybe you think her background is fucked up or something. You can still just go, yeah, I just don't read her articles. I don't watch her videos. And go on with your life. And continue to play the game that you claim to enjoy. That's how you know that it's like hit dogs hollering because they went to go find these people to be like, let's harass the shit out of them. And, you know, anytime you bring it up, it's well, it's not about harassment. Well, that's what's fucking happening. Yeah. Especially, I, I, I kind of feel like my whole life I've been defending video games and the people who play them. And then this happened. So all my friends who are kind of looking at me like, it's really weird that you play all these video games. Well, you know what? The most offensive part to all this shit is that these people get credit for being gamers. You know, like to me, I'm more offended by the idea that it's called Gamergate and that people act like these guys represent the majority of gamers or they feel like they represent the majority of gamers. It's a very small vocal harassing ass percentage of gamers right, that small. are doing this shit. And it's, and, and it's, you know, like one of the problems I had was when I was talking to the guy, I was like, we're gamers, you and me, and we are both black. Do you play Call of Duty? Do gamers have a problem with race? Well, I mean, everyone has a problem with race. Do gamers have a problem with race? Because when I walk out of my apartment, I don't get called nigger 47 times on the way to the car. I want to know if you have a problem with that because you they were saying like, well, we have solidarity. No, you don't have. It's not solidarity when you're just ganging up on women. That's not really mm-hmm. unity. It's yeah. like we're united in fucking, you know, and saying fuck these bitches. It's like, yeah, dude, that's not really united because the second you log on to play Destiny and chat with your friends, you're, you're going to be nigger again. So pardon me for not having those guys back when it comes to some other topics. Yeah, and one thing that also pissed me off, the thing that really insulted me the most about Gamergate is the Not Your Shield tag, where they kind of, like, it was recruit that one guy that you claim to be your black friend, Mm -hmm. or that one chick who's like, I'm not like other girls. Like, they, they got all those people, which, 
usually the most annoying people that you ever have the displeasure of being around and uh, clearly use them as a shield. Just because you name the tag not your shield doesn't mean that people can't see through that, that you're clearly just using these people as a shield to say, well, we have a woman or a person of color and they agree with us, so... You can't critique us anymore. That's not how that shit works. Yeah, it's no. literally, it is literally the fucking opposite. Like, right. it's, and it's frustrating as fuck because it's like they're making your point for you and they can't see it. It's like, well, you know, guys, um, one of the issues is that gaming is not about just being a uh, white dude anymore. Like, a lot of people can play games. I know. That's why as a black man, I'm saying fuck these bitches, feminists, and all this shit. You're like, wait a minute, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that that's still fucking making my point dog. and yes, you know the other thing too is like there's this assumption that women can't harbor the same um misogyny the same like right. yes. uh you know the same way that sometimes you meet a black person that's like you know what black, i'm gonna tell you right now black people are inferior and you're like yeah you're just a person that's black that happens to be promoting racism it's not right. it, it doesn't mean like oh because you're black somehow it's okay and there's no issue with you promoting the same privilege and the same fucking institutional uh systematic oppression that everybody else does you know and and like i said for the for the record you could just keep doing what everybody else was doing already when women were critiquing these games which was ignore them yeah they could have kept doing that like i don't understand what's different this time i'm not advocating to ignore them i'm just saying it's very telling that the critiques hit home because they but this is not this is not the first wave of women to go oh there's some problems with these games but this is the first one that people went you know what i feel myself losing gaming this has always been in gaming because basically this idea that we have as a gamer is something that a marketing person cooked up to sell games to people Games were, before, were in roller rinks, in, uh, you know, gaming parlors where people, it was a social thing. You went on dates. It wasn't gendered in any way, shape, or form. But after, you know, the crash of video games in the huge cabinets, and it became the home system, and then the home system started crashing, and they started, you know, entertainment systems, the next generation after that where we had, you know, things like Earthworm Jim and Sonic and they were all nineties extreme. And one of those things that they used to market those games where you were an extreme dude and you like hanging ten with your skateboard or whatever. And then that never stopped. Right. So they realized, oh, we could sell people on this idea of being a gamer, which was somehow tangentially selling other things that were part of the lifestyle. Like, but we stopped to think, why the hell is Mountain Dew attached to gaming? Right. It doesn't keep you up. So I have no idea why people think about gamers chugging Mountain Dew, but because it was part of that sphere of products that they said they could market and push as part of a lifestyle, these guys bought it and have been running with it. Mm-hmm. Their whole identities have been sold to them after God knows how long you think people would wise up and say, well, this doesn't have to be me. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea of people being sold on that um, perfect 50s traditional household that never actually existed in this country. Exactly. But it was sold to us as an ideal. 
Mm-hmm. And nobody questioned it until years later. And you can look at all the damage it does when you don't question these identities that people sell you. And the fact that they're saying, oh, this is about uh, consumer rights. And it's like, no, this is about your right to stay in a segment that you've been told is worth something only because advertisers wanted your dollars. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, man. I, go, ahead, go, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. And, and I agree. And um, back to something um, we were talking about earlier um, when it comes to um, misogyny, for some reason, people think that only men can be it. Because when we talk about the not your shield and you're bringing up like women and, and people of color and things like that, all you're doing is you're promoting the same thing. Just because we're the same gender does not mean that you cannot be degrading to women. Because there are a lot of women that are literally anti-women, even though you're a fucking woman. Mm-hmm. You know, you're anti-woman yeah, rights. Uh, sex workers rights all the time right you you against a where lot. people will, people will talk down to me like i'm the worst human being but they're women and they'll say oh well it's not you can't call me out on being sexist if i think you should die because you're a sex worker because i am also a woman it's like no you're a sexist piece of shit you just happen to also be a woman right like, and when you talk about representation of like sex workers in games that is a whole can of beans that people get very upset about you uh i remember talking when grand theft auto 5 came out i was just not interested in playing that game because i figured it was gonna piss me off because if you've ever worked in a strip club you have people who've never really gone but they played video games so they think strip clubs mean uh, you're gonna get this lap dance where it's basically gonna be like having sex with a girl and she's going to be totally naked as soon as you want to, and she's going to do whatever you want, which is a completely inaccurate uh, portrayal of what happens in a strip club. So I'm always a little pet, it's my pet peeve, I'm a little sensitive to the depiction of sex workers in video games because I know that people are taking that as a reality, which they shouldn't. You would think that a game where you could take a rocket launcher and blow up a building and then run a couple of miles and suddenly nobody's chasing you they'd say this is not reality but for whatever reason the depiction of sex workers people just go nod like yeah that seems legit and sensible people that i usually look to as the voice of reason would then turn around to me and say oh well that's how strip clubs really are and i'm looking at them like really because as far (laughs) as i know i probably spent more times in a strip club than you and they're not like in Grand Theft freaking auto. Yeah, are you also not supposed to be having sex with prostitutes, yeah, beating them up, and taking your money back? Uh, true. What are you gonna say, Karen? A lot of them you can't yeah. touch them. Like you know, a lot of strip clubs they have rules and regulations about touching how many feet you have to be. You know, depends on the right. state that you're in and things like that. People break those rules, of course, but that's how it is. But um, mm-hmm. back to what we were saying before about uh, women being misogynist. Yes, they are women who to today will tell you that women shouldn't work outside the home, women shouldn't be leaders, you know, and all mm-hmm. kinds of bullshit like that. When you go, what's the difference between you and a man saying it? It's not a difference. The uh-huh. voice, to me, the gender doesn't matter. The voice is the same in my mind. Yeah. Um. All right. Let all me right. let me intro this show real quick. This is the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Podomatic. Just search the Blackout Tips. Go to our website, theblackouttips.com. 
leave us uh five-star reviews on itunes and stitcher by the way we promise to read them on the show on saturday mornings when we do our feedback show the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme today's podcast is brought to you by the very very sexy let me find some sexy music adam and eve adam and eve oh wait no this here we go Mm-hmm. let me ask you guys a question are you getting enough i bet you would love more i mean we all love more right i mean can, can you ever have too much well adamandeve.com wants you to get more and they want to give it to you they will give you 10 count them 10 free gifts first you get a sexy surprise for a lady then you get a specially selected toy for a man. And a third little something for couples. Now, I think, you know, there's a lot of different situations. You might be single and you're ordering these. Give something away for Christmas. Maybe you're in the same sex relationship. You know, now you got a gag gift. You're welcome. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Plus, they give you six free full-length adult dvds okay there's a lot of pornography out there on the internet and it all is free but when you watch that free porn man you got to take on the issues that happen within the pornography man you're not always down with that it's not always in the credits and the titles dog but with professional porn you already know what to expect okay and it's well shot and there's no people coming in it's not supposed to be there there's not a husband holding the camera and talking into it or anything like that and saying corny shit that turns you off. It's just professional pornography done the right way. Sometimes you got to go to the professionals, guys. And number 10, they give you free shipping on your entire order. So uh, you get your 10 free gifts, and it ain't even hard. How do you do this? Go to adamandeve.com and put in code TBGWT. And you'll end up getting all of your free gifts. Pick out one item. Go to the cart. Put TBGWT in. It's that simple, y'all. Pick whatever item you want. Maybe it's some lingerie. Maybe it's a paddle. Maybe it's a butt plug. Maybe it's some beads. Maybe it's condoms. Maybe it's lubrication. People, everything is on there. Just go to Adam and Eve. Code TBGWT and check out 10 free gifts. AdamandEve.com. All right, we have news and stuff. Yes, we do. Let's talk. Yes, can go ahead. Oh, but before we move on, oh, I'll... never mind. More game of gate. Go back. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. This wasn't even about game of gate. Oh, okay. Um, I was gonna say congratulations to Lady Buddha. She got married. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, oh. um, Lady Buddha of the Whiskey Wine and Moonshine yes. podcast. Congratulations. I know. Um. She's in such good shape. She probably was able to do all the wedding stuff, take the pictures, and still have sex that night. Like, Claire, cause, cause, like, she gets up like at five a.m. in the morning. By the time I wake up, she, ooh, I done ran eight point five miles. Right. My goal is to run fifty miles in a month. I'm like, God damn, woman, how you do it all? Yeah, I know her pictures gonna be uh fly as shit, man. Cause she, oh, they're beautiful. They don't face. Oh, she's she's the only person that don't gotta go on the fucking uh wedding diet and shit like everybody else. Oh she's no, like, she was already fit. Yeah, she's like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I do. 
you know just not take any days off yeah she, she probably got up on her wedding day and went and ran three miles yeah. and shit right i got my wedding but first let me get in a quick marathon yes but uh yeah congratulations lady yes Buddha. congratulations lady booty and also um if you're not informed we want to let you know for those of you that know our fans of project fandom nina had posted on facebook that megan had passed away right. Um, and if you're a fan of Project Fandom, um, um, Nina, Megan, and John are the three main people, and they review TV shows. So, uh, let them know, show them love, uh, because it just came all of a sudden. Um, she passed yesterday. Um, and I know that we have a lot of, uh, fans that kind of cross on both sides. So just let them know that our condolences and our thoughts and prayers are with them. Yeah, man. My, uh, Megan was so cool. Um, very sweet. Yeah. We, I've done a couple podcasts with her and uh, she's always been extremely nice. And, uh, she was very, I only knew her through social media and stuff. She was very nice on there. And, Mm -hmm extremely funny uh just Very one of those funny. people that brings a smile to your face when you just yes like even you know there's some people i'm not gonna name all the names because some of you guys will get mad that you're not on the list right but there's some people that you know you just see they like the comment or something you made or they you know just posted a lol or something and you're like oh, i made that person laugh i'm so happy or whatever yes she was one of those people man yes. and uh it, you know i wanted to have her on the show and all this stuff um so no, I don't know what happened or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, we don't have any details about but, that. But uh, you know, according to Nina, um, she passed. So, uh, rest in peace, Megan, man. Yeah. So we just wanted to let our fan base know, cause you know, and some... reach out to Nina, man, cause I know yeah. she's hurting, man. That was her dog. So, yeah, like they know. were really, really close. So you know, let them know. And the 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 strange, not the strangest thing, but the funny part about it, that Nina hit me up about being on the show to do The Walking Dead. And we couldn't get our schedules together, so I wasn't able to do it with them. But her and John had recorded. But so it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, you know, it was just one of those things where um, she was very sweet and very kind, and uh, she will be missed. Yeah. All right. On that on that high note, let's mm-hmm. get into these jokes. Um, let's talk about some uh, some articles and stuff. Uh, the big news today, obviously, is benedict cumberbatch is uh supposed to play dr strange i don't even know who that is Najela, Najela, of course i didn't even this is what's so funny guys i haven't been on Najela's facebook page I, I, I for the record i just want before you even say anything i haven't been on Najela's facebook page today i haven't read her tweets or what she thought about it I just knew when I brought this up, she wouldn't be happy because she's never happy. Najayla, tell me what's so terrible about this. <laughs> um, I just don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to make a good Doctor Strange. Um, I've, I'm not somebody who's very convinced of Benedict Cumberbatch's acting ability. Uh, he does look like a space otter. Um, he's got that going for him. Uh he is okay at Sherlock, but, you know, ugh. and I really just, Dr. Strange is supposed to be hot, and Benedict Cumberbatch isn't. Okay. What else has he, he done? He's supposed to be hot, mysterious, and... Well, Karen, um, he was in he was... Uh, Star Trek, the latest movie. He played Khan. <gasps> oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah. I, did, you know, I didn't know his name. Watch Khan. Uh, he played the, um... He's mostly known for having a weird name. 
Oh, yeah, that's um, true. I know a lot of people like to call him, um, what was my favorite one? Uh, Cucumber Brumble Patch. Is <laughs> he was what in, I knew him before. He was in 12 Years a Slave. He was the nice master. Um, he was in, uh, yeah, Star Trek Into, into, into Darkness. That was when he played Khan. Uh, he also was the voice of Smog in The Hobbit Desolation of Smog. Um, so, uh, I actually thought he did the best at that. Say that of again. all the roles he played, he did the best at like, that role. okay with that one. Okay, so that's the one that Najela's okay with. Oh, now, she's not going to tell you that that's a dragon and his face wasn't on the screen. So, you know, that, that doesn't really count. <laughs> um, personally, um, the, uh, I'm at that point where I trust Marvel. Um, so I don't really, like, I think nerds like to get upset at casting news and every bit of news that comes out of, like, these studios and stuff. But I don't think any of this stuff makes an awesome movie or not i think a lot of this stuff you know it doesn't matter until you see it and most likely not until you even see a trailer do you really know if a person can do something or not um i remember the of course the infamous uh you know joker for uh the dark knight and how everybody was like Heath ledger can't possibly play the joker and now he's iconic for playing that role um, and I want to give Comberbot a chance because, um, you know, I, I feel like Marvel's nailed it on all the roles that I had question marks about, um, such as, uh, Anthony Mackie. I was like, yeah, there's no fucking way. And then, you know, you show up and you're like, well, I stand corrected, Marvel. Well played. So, uh, I, I trust them and we'll see what happens with Comberbot, man. Um, good luck to him, you know, um, I have a, I I have a very, like, I guess I just have a strong idea of what Doctor Strange is supposed to be. Like, Doctor Strange is, like, this not imposing figure, but he's supposed to be, like, mysterious. And there's so much going underneath. And he's the type of guy that would, like, unfurl his cape and take you away or something awesome. I don't want to be taken away by Cumberbatch. Who would you, like, weird, who, who would you like to see get right? the role? Godfrey Gao. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> or, well, if they're going young, I would take Godfrey Gao. Or, um, Godfrey, uh, how do you yeah, spell that? How do you spell that? Godfrey Gao. G-A-O? I think an older Doctor Strange, actually, Liam Neeson would be kind of hot. Mm, Liam Neeson or Godfrey Gao. Oh, this Asian dude, Godfrey Gao. Oh, he is hot. I'll see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I think. Um, is yes, Karen. It, the history. I don't know. I've never read. Uh, oh, damn, I'm about to say Doctor Who, but Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And so, is there certain characteristics he's supposed to have? Is he supposed to be weird looking, sexy? Like, um, I I don't feel like his sex appeal is a huge part of that comic, but I'm a dude, okay. so maybe. Uh, okay, I didn't know. I, I have like I said, I've never know, read it. I've never gotten the latest man Doctor Strange vibe from anything I've read from him. I feel not a ladies' man, just sexy and alluring because he's. I always thought of him as like nice guy Constantine. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Oh, dead fair for as Doctor Strange. Yes, I'd be all over that. 
See, I think when, um, what, for a guy, let me just explain my point of view here. Um, I think when I hear like so-and-so's not sexy enough to play this, I'm thinking to myself, like, because sex is a functional part of the character or something. Okay. So since it's to me, since it's not really that big a deal for Dr. Strange, it never crossed my mind that he would need sex appeal. But I guess if I was a, a lady, I might think, oh yeah, he, this 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 character this actor in general isn't sexy so why is he getting to play the part uh personally man i just think we we're out of um the best parts and so this is what where we're at now you know like they should just be happy they got a a A a-list actor to even fucking do which is a c-list a c-list uh cartoon comic book character and they end up making these characters stars because you have we're at a beautiful age when it comes to comic books because you have children of our age who grew up reading comic books and now adults our age are drawing comic books and you have people that want the roles now. People that say, hey, I want to play this. When years ago it was laughable, all the terrible-ass Batmans and Supermans and the Pals and the Pings and the Pongs, you know, bullshit like that. Now people are taking this shit seriously because now Tony Stark's, you know, you couldn't imagine him not being the dude that plays Thor. I couldn't imagine him not being that character now. Yeah, I'm just willing to give him a chance. If it sucks, me too. if it sucks, it'll be the first thing Marvel's done under Disney that really sucked for yeah. me. I agree. I've just apparently Keanu Reeves wanted to play Doctor Strange, and I would have been better off with a Keanu Reeves Doctor oh Strange than a Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, mm. the I don't know if I'm just being a hater, but no, I'm pro gamer. Ga- I'm I'm pro gamergate now. I'm on their side. It's not about misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously though, man, um, I couldn't see Keanu doing it. Um, oh, although um, he was. Did ex- you see Ronan forty seven, twenty seven, whatever? Forty seven. He was yeah. excellent in Ronan forty seven when he said, uh, "I have magical powers," and he was one hundred percent serious, and he said it twice. So I mean, he can act. But uh I personally would prefer to see somebody with a more of a mastery of the English diction uh take care of it because I don't need any likes and woes in my Doctor Strange. Well, he doesn't have to like and woe. I'm just saying like He can't help himself. Savvy role. Basically, I think. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Name name one good role that he I, did without I the likes and woes. Better to come states. Okay, you know what? I understand that. He was in. Do we lose him? He was in Dangerous Liaisons, and he did not like or woe in Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, that's because that movie's not good. All his good movies, he has to like or woe, <laughs> or else the movie's not good. Point Break, The Matrix, Bill and Ted. Oh, is uh, it like Tom Cruise's Run? Yeah, if he don't do, if he's not giving you some like or woe. It's not worth watching. I've seen too many bad Keanu Reeves movies. I know what I'm talking about here. All right. Okay. That's the first time. I, I, I will the first actually, time for that. I don't know if, if in my mind I always thought, like, I have an idea of Doctor Strange, and maybe I've internalized my own weird Doctor Strange slash fic, mm. and I just can't see Benedict Cumberbatch being dr strange it's cool it's cool i know what it is you want to fuck dr strange don't you that's what it is Mm-hmm. yeah there you go Who there does you it? go 
of course <laughs> of course you're biased um joe biden's son was kicked out of the navy for doing cocaine more like snow biden <laughs> am i right guys come on <laughs> blow biden <laughs> come on these cocaine jokes not doing it for anybody um nope but you can become vice president of the united states of america keep trying kids yeah, he's kicked out the Navy because he tested positive for cocaine less than a month after joining. I mean, come on, dude. You didn't even try. Yeah, how did you get it? <laughs> a month? Like, you didn't even make it through basic training. <laughs> uh, Hunter Biden, who currently runs an investment firm, sits on the board of a Ukrainian gas company and occasionally snorts cocaine. He was only doing the military thing one weekend out of the month. He appears to have made it exactly one month as a commission ensign. Man, that's terrible. So, like, he only goes out there once well, a month. How do you only do? Go ahead, Nigel. He would have just been better off just not doing it. Right. <laughs> once a month. Just... You do it once a month. Don't join the military and snort all the coke you want. Right. You do. You do it once a month, and then you can't make it one month. Like. That means the second time you showed up, you got caught doing cocaine. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, this is his son. Oh, I thought you were talking about his dad. I was like, how is no. he snort coke and then become vice president? This makes no sense. No, this is his son, Hunter Biden. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden's the president, and then his son, we call him uh, Blow Biden. Or... Oh, snort Biden. Yeah, he reportedly had to obtain a drug waiver to join the Navy Reserves in the first place. Due to a youthful indiscretion, a preliminary military officers uh, told the journal in common, uh, though Hunter did not have a military education, he was fast-tracked for commission through a Navy civilian program. Hunter apparently joined up at the age of 43. That's kind of old. Uh, yeah, he says to follow in his grandfather's footsteps. I mean, He's kind of old to be doing coke. Right. He's right. old for everything. Right. You're just yeah. old. He gonna be his grandfather's footsteps. At forty three, like you take the a wrong bump at forty three and you're dead. Right. Yeah, this dude like, never make it. Like well, he's gonna be on the battlefield. Like, hold up, guys, slow down. <laughs> Carrying his backpack in, in in the desert. Like, wait for me. Right. Oh, I haven't taken, didn't take my testosterone this morning. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the journal gently. Hold up there, children. Let me rub this Benadryl on my body and then right. Robitussin and all the other shit that old people rub. I gotta take a pee now. It's gonna take me a little longer than you guys. Um, uh, the, <laughs> the, the journal gently points out other possible motivators. Uh, the vice president and his wife, Jill Biden, speak regularly about the pride they take in being a military family. Often referred to son Bo Biden's time in Delaware in the Delaware Army National Guard and his year long deployment to Iraq. So maybe he was just, you know, a little bit um jealous of his uh of his brother, man. And he wanted some of that love too. Yeah, I'm like Jada. Don't um, don't do it. You're sitting up on the board of a company that makes billions of dollars. You can just buy your parents' love. Give mm. them stuff. Or screw your parents. Buy ah. yourself stuff. Well, you know, that's the one thing about your parents' love, man. It's the only thing you can't buy. And that's why they hold it against you. 
Uh, let's talk. We talked about this earlier, and uh, Najela, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm gonna hang up and call you right back. Give me one second. All right, let's see if this helps. Cause I don't know what's going on. Was this choppy? Might have to call a landline. She's just choppy. I don't yeah, know I don't know. It's been choppy like that, and there's been a delay. Um, so let me try and to call her back. It was better once you got her off um the screen. Yeah, that's what worked for um. Dago and Nicole. Mm-hmm. For some reason, for some reason, that yeah. Let's try it again. Hey, uh, you there? You there, uh, Najela? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear. Yeah, we hear you. It gets a little choppy, and I think there's a delay. Um, if if push comes to shove, like if you have like a landline or a cell phone that get, get gets good reception, we can do it through that too. Um, but uh, we'll see how this okay, works. Okay, I'll send you my phone number. Oh, yeah, 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 it's still a delay. Yeah, can you type your cell phone number in the Skype and I'll call you? Yeah, in the Skype chat. All right, cool, she doing it. Yeah, Um, because with some people, it's just better. All right, let me me call her on this line real quick. Um, Trying to make this podcast thing work for everybody. Oh, yeah. Which I thought of just about an hour ago. Sorry, everybody that made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) But they're just not thinking about a calling. Mm-hmm. Well, she don't answer. We're going to get the message. Yeah. Hey, Najela. Hey, there you go. Um, there you, sound, you sound clear. Can you hear us? This sounds, yes, I can hear you guys just fine. All right, cool. All right, so seven obvious reasons you need to date a guy with a beard. That's the article we're going to read. All right. Um, now we brought up beers earlier. No shave November is coming up, and uh, I feel like maybe we can uh, go out there and spread some awareness. Um, I'll go straight to the to the numbers. Uh, number one. Now my computer's moving slow. All right. Beards have a storied history of badassery. Sounds like a good reason. Ah. Um, first off, beards go way back as having prestige and power from the dawn of time. A man's beard was a symbol of his honor, sexual virility, and social status as a man. In the Middle Ages, just touching another man's beard was offensive and grounds for a duel. Shit. Damn. Now, if, uh, from Twitter, I understand if a woman touches your beard, that's grounds for a duel between two women. <laughs> ah! Um, Otto the Great swore by his beard saying anything serious. Uh, Alexander and the the great decreed the soldiers could not have beards for fear they would be yanked on in battle. For the ancient Greeks, a beard indicated his maturity. You'll notice that Zeus, the head honcho of the gods, rocked a full beard versus baby-faced Apollo, Hermes, or Dionysus. Dionysus? All right. Number two, he has clear skin. So if you have a beard, people think, oh, maybe you're hiding something underneath that beard. Nope. If you let your hair grow, a lot of times that's what keeps your hair follicles uh, from, you know, getting bumps and acne and stuff because the follicle inflammation that comes from shaving. Oh, and when you cut up underneath the skin or yeah. cut the hair too deep. Yeah. So actually your face is probably clearer if you don't have, if you do have a beard. Number three. His beard keeps him wrinkle-free. Wrinkle-free? What you mean? 
his clothes or a, his face? A beard is a fountain of youth. Funny to think of it that way, but according to recent research from the University of Southern Queensland, a man's beard blocks up to 95% of the sun's UV rays. And we oh. all know that overexposure to the sun means a higher risk of melanoma. Uh, so does that go. mean he get, does that mean he block vitamin D from the sun? I don't know, Karen. Um, actually, four out of five cases in men appear on the face, head, or the neck, and the sun causes ninety percent of the visible signs of aging. Hmm. So while we, so while we, we will still suggest that he lather up with that sunscreen. Keeping up his beard will keep that chiseled jawline on his spot free, on his spot of his spot free and baby smooth. What happened for men that can't grow beards? Like some people. Well, too bad, suckers. <laughs> Number four. Uh, he will also look much older and sophisticated. I feel like this is a uh, that one's not as factual as the other ones, but okay. <laughs> He's a bit uh subjective yeah that would seem to be subjective yeah because it depends on the male yeah um also depends on the beard so there's like i just murdered a hobo family beard Mm -hmm. and then there's you know that like super fancy i'm a citizen of the capital also on rentboy.com kind of beard exactly um number five he looks insta masculine Sounds like a cliche, but there's legitimate research behind a study published in Evolution and Human Behavior that proved that the more facial hair a man has, the more masculine both men and women perceive him to be. So if you're in the burly testosterone-driven type, he should skip the razor for 10 days. That's the exact length of time the study found that women find men the most attractive. So they actually did research on that one. That was the one I was thinking they were making up. Yeah, and and, and it just depends. Like now... uh Roger's beard feels more like uh, it's not as hard because once once your hair first grow out, it's hard. I would kiss him. Oh, oh my God, you're scratching me <laughs> like he was attacking my face. Mm-hmm. But now it's not like that. Number six, he's trendy. So I'm hip and I'm cool right now because I got a beard. You trendy. It's in. And number seven, he scares away the bad guys. That's right. You hang around me, Gamergate will leave you alone. There's a reason why bearded men are born warriors. A study published last year in the behavior ecology found that uh, bearded men appear more intimidating to other men. Wow, really? That's weird. Hmm. Researchers think a beard makes a man's jawline look bigger, which can make him seem more aggressive when he's angry. You know he's a big softy on the inside, so you know there's no reason to fear the beard. You can walk down the street holding his hand on a dark night in confidence. So there you go, guys. That's why y'all need to have beards, except for y'all that can't grow them or have scruffy, ugly-looking beards. But that's fine. Aww. Um, Let's see what else we got here. You always get a beard lace front. Right. You know, <laughs> lace it up. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, everything is weave nowadays, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong <laughs> with that, man. Um, oh, Octomom got in trouble with the IRS. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember Octomom, the lady who had uh, uh, octuplets. She had a television show too, didn't she? She had a television show for a little bit. It was not well received. Nadia Suleiman was her real name. She uh, ended up doing a uh, solo uh, like uh, masturbation porn tape, mm-hmm. which honestly wasn't very good. Okay, oh, I could have told you that. Now, maybe I just have higher standards than most. Yeah. But it was not even top like 
five thousand uh for me like as far as and i'm when i say five thousand i don't mean five thousand pornographic films i mean five thousand solo masturbation films it's not even top five thousand of those it, I believe it was horrible. You. Ah, yeah i don't know what people thought they were gonna see like I, did they think like her vagina would be like huge or something because she had eight kids she she had them through c-section so i don't know what people were looking for anyway yeah she made um a lot of money from that at least one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in 2012 and she decided to not pay the irs any of it ah why do people do that no believe you me they're looking at your bank account they're like hey 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 we it like this pay us now or we gonna make up a fucking number you're gonna pay us more later and this is after she had to plead no contest to that welfare fraud charge so this is oh. after she collect she kept collecting welfare while she was making money from tv and this video um but now they um you know now they want her her sex buddy of course i would too Mm-hmm. It's funny how in the jail time people shame you for sex, but they don't shame that sex money. And the tax man want his money. It was like, we don't give you fucking a nod. We want the money. We're not sexist or racist. Uh, you guys ever have a busy day at work and you just, you just want to like go home when it's your time to clock out and then the boss tries to give you one more thing to do before you can go home? I hate that. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah, everybody hates it, right? Yeah, that's why a lot of times when it's time to leave, I'm running at the door because I'm like, don't stop me. Well, don't judge these guys because you guys are the same as them. An ambulance team has been branded inhumane after dumping a dead body next to a set of rubbish bins so that they could finish work on time. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, well, the man, they wasn't paying them time and a half? I don't know, man. It was like, uh, after five o'clock, you ain't getting paid. It was like, fuck this. We got to be done. A crew was dispatched from down the market, um, at 5.30 a.m. after plumber James Harrison was found outside Littleport Fire Station, 12 miles away. But rather than take the 32 year old's body 22 miles to the mortuary, they opted for the six mile journey to the Eli Ambulance Station where they dumped the body on the floor next to some bins. They didn't tell nobody was there. Uh, was the mortuary was waiting for the bodies that never came, right? Uh, I don't know. Could, a, could you met somebody was going, um, what time were we supposed to get some bodies when some, that's probably how they got caught. Somebody was like, hey, when we supposed to get some bodies about 6.30 a.m.? They never came. Um, we might want to start reporting about it. Yeah. The good news. That's how the apocalypse begins. The good news is dead people are the only customers you can never be too late for. Yeah, you right on time all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says, I can't believe people whose job is to take care of other people could be so cold about leaving someone's body somewhere. I guess they say shit, it ain't going nowhere to be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened is unbelievable. I was disgusted. Somebody said, uh, last night, politicians and members of the public expressed their disgust at the pair's actions on the, uh, on the 24th of September and demanded disciplinary action. Tory MP Peter Bone said he, Peter Bone. Uh, said he, <laughs> I need to grow up. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, Peter Bone said he hoped throw it was. Throw him a bone. Say what, Karen? I said throw him a bone. Uh, said it was an appalling, I'm just saying Peter Bone because Peter is a way word for dick and so is Bone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so double dick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this guy Dick That's Cox. A great porn name. 
yeah you're right yeah. yeah yeah dick cox also had something to say yeah, yes he did um it, well he said it was an appalling one-off incident um and the and another mp said uh the behavior was outrageous i would hope that the appropriate measures are taken against the individuals who made such an inhumane decision at such a sensitive time said Catherine murphy of the patients association um so yeah man um ambulance people needed a day off so they just did some weekend weekend at bernie shit yeah they were like it's time to go home why are we gonna drive 22 we can do it in six baby I like that they dropped it off at the paramedic station. Like, somebody will find them and take them to the morgue. <sighs> We're already Did they it. tag it or anything? They just dropped a random body off. Well, I, I don't know. I don't have those uh, details. But, uh, yeah, it's, it just sounds funny to me. They leave a note on it. Right. <laughs> Please take, take this. Take this to the morgue. Please take me. You know how they make it personal <laughs> sometimes? Please take me to the morgue. Yeah. On my way to the morgue. Didn't make it. Remember that football team we talked about in Sayreville? It's a high school football team where they hazed um, some players and they did things such as uh, sexually assault each other. Mm-hmm. Because it makes you better at football. Apparently so. Apparently your butthole got to be right to play, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll run even faster after you've been sexually violated. Right. Well, uh, they actually uh, suspended the, the, the season, of course. But they also have suspended the high school coaches with pay. With what? pay? Mm-hmm. Why would you suspend them This is Sayerville, New Jersey, right? Yep. I passed by there a long time, and that town seems so, like, nice and idyllic, and they're just having great parties in the football field and such. Yeah, that's great. Like, it's crazy to me because... I like as uh, growing up in high school, I never really wanted to play organized sports that much anyway, but I definitely didn't want to play it enough to be sexually assaulted. Like I can't even imagine that level of like, if like I, I, I can only imagine that one, this has been going on for generations because you know, this is how it goes up the chain of command and you know, everyone looks the other way. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of dudes who have been through this and experienced this don't even consider it sexual assault. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they don't consider it sexual at all, even mm. though it obviously is, right? right? Um, but it's very weird because even if I was on the team and you told me, hey, man, we do a little bit of hazing around here, I would be like, oh, so y'all gonna take me to like the flagpole or something or, you know, make me carry everybody's, uh, luggage or I have to bring donuts every day for my, like, it's good. Oh wait, you want to put your fingers on my ass? No, I quit the team. Yeah, I'm okay. I can, I can go home and get that. Okay, I can find a find a lady stick her fingers up my ass for for free. <laughs> not gonna get not gonna get a fucking concussion doing it either. So I know if you do, that's a rough woman. But yeah, they they spending them with pay, which is like an odd choice because it's like either you knew or you didn't, right? Right. <laughs> if it's like if you didn't well, know. Yeah. They're just on free rides. If they're winning, they don't care what they do or what the kids do to each other. Mm. And and I think that the reason why they did it because they feel like, hey, if we had to suspend the, uh, since nobody's playing, we got to pay them. Yeah. Just whack. Um, our girl, Danielle Watts, who you may also know as the 
Django Unchained Actress, which is her new name. Um, she's officially been charged with lewd conduct. So I guess she didn't. They didn't let her go. I thought they were gonna just drop it. You know what they may have, but she made such a big fucking scene and made you know such waves and riffs. It was like fuck it, charge her. Mm. Uh, it's just a thousand dollar fine, but yeah, maximum sentence could also be six months in jail. I doubt she'll go to jail or anything like mm-hmm. that. Just this fine. seems more like a you fuck with us, we'll fuck with you type thing. Mm-hmm where they're just sticking it to her because they can now right and she made such a big scene and i guarantee you uh uh the police department got so many angry letters and emails and tweets now it was like you know what fuck it charger yeah so she's getting charged man uh mm-hmm, she should be yeah and it ain't got nothing to do with her being black yeah, I definitely thought she did that shit, man. Right. I did, uh, simulating sex. Uh, I think they was actually fucking, but simulating sex, allegedly. Right. You know, yeah, you should be charged. Anybody else would, especially if people took the time out to tell you to stop and you like, fuck you. Yeah, you should be charged. Did we cover the Kesha thing where she accused that guy, Dr. Luke, of uh, sexually assaulting her or no? Mm-mm. All right, cool. Well, we're not going to cover That's it. That's a shame. Yeah, we're not gonna have, yeah, we're not gonna cover it because apparently under oath she said that he didn't and a lot of it was based on money and she thinks her contract should be bigger and their contract negotiations, which this is the second scandal that kind of like, well, this one sounds like it wasn't true, but you know, the seventh heaven dude, you know, was only because him and his wife were falling out over money. Yeah, other than that, nobody would have never known. Yeah, people are fucking weird. Like, I don't really care about this sexual assault, but you're going to give me my motherfucking money or I'm going to tell. Like, who does that? I can't imagine a scenario where I'm like, look, I know you raped those kids, Karen. Okay. Now that's fine. <laughs> I raped all of them. But my alimony was a little goddamn late this month. All right. Now I don't, I would hate to tell on you 13 years after the fact and the trauma you put in all these people's lives, but I will do it. And I expect people to thank me for it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Anyway, um, here's another one. Let's talk about this. Um, Kenny G. You might know him as the uh, guy who plays um, that. What is his instrument? Like the flute looking sax? What is the fuck is that thing? Alto sax. Yes, it's similar to a. Uh, it's a woodwind instrument. It's, it looked to me like a, a clarinet. So mm. it's in that type of a family. For people that that don't know Kenny G, he's like a smooth jazz musician who uh if you've ever heard elevator music some kind of saxophone yeah i'll I'll play some kenny g for you guys here you go it's that quiet storm it's 90s porno music yes Mm mm-hmm yeah this is like when the detective uh was not able to get a break in the case and he comes home to right He comes home to the lady that's staying with him because her husband was killed in the first act. And they, <laughs> the, he, he, he finally uh, goes in and takes a shower. And he's just like sad because he can't solve the case. And then she comes in the shower and joins him after a while. And then they shower together. And then they make a gratuitous love scene. Yes, this is playing in the background. This is the elevator music too. Yeah. So, Kenny G apparently huge in china did you guys know that 
Mm-mm. I did, in fact, know that. All right. He's huge in China. And, of course, China's been having some issues. Um, um, uh, I, I guess in Hong Kong, there's been a pro, pro-democracy protest. Um, and he was, you know, in China to, I believe, perform for, like, a concert or something he was doing. And uh, he decided to, you know, kind of show a little bit of support for the protest by going out there or whatever. Um, some pictures were taken. Um, he tweeted about it. In Hong Kong, at the site of the demonstration, I wish everyone a peaceful and positive conclusion to this situation. Um, photos circulated at the star by himself and with protesters at the main protest zone. The Americans' music, uh, late, the, the, the Americans, the American musicians' laid back soprano sax tunes are wildly popular in China, especially his song, Going Home, which can be heard at train stations, department stores, airports, hotel lobbies, and over loudspeakers in public parks, and is often used as a signal for people to clear out. He can- <laughs> oh, that's the go home music. We got to find that one. Is that one on Spotify? <laughs> I gotta find a clear out song. What? Well, that's the that's the it's 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 time for you to take your ass home music. <laughs> yeah, what is going home? Um, let me see if I can find going home by Kenny, Kenny G. G. I don't know if it's on here or not. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, here's going home. Get the fuck out. Take your ass on out of here. Go home. It's it's time to go home. (laughs) What if it did have that singing on there? Take your ass home. Pay your bills and get the fuck out. It's closing time. (laughs) So this is we're cleaning up. Turning out the lights. <laughs> Take your ass home. <laughs> so um, that's ah, that's going home. That's smooth. That's a smooth way to be going home. And um, so when asked about the appearance, the Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chengying paused and noted that Kenny G and noted po- Kenny G's popularity, and then warned foreigners not to get involved. I think Kenny G's music is popular in China, though regarding the illegal protest in Hong Kong, the Chinese government has a clear position. We think that is an illegal com- campaign. We support the government of Hong Kong to handle it uh, in accordance with the law to maintain stability in Hong Kong. Thus, we hope all foreign countries and individuals could be discreet in words and deeds and not support the l- illegal protest in any form, she said. Uh, Beijing has warned repeatedly that unspecified foreign forces are influence, pro- influencing protesters in Hong Kong without spelling out who exactly is involved. So, yeah, one thing, one thing about, um, over there, they don't be fucking around. They like, we will shut shit down. We don't give a fuck about your rights. Like, you know, oh, like, like they do over Can here. He's kind of a badass. You know, you know, like I- there are people who have talked about the Chinese government has disappeared mm-hmm. or they could have just outweighed him. He's in jail for the rest of his life for, for 50 years. Well, he apologized. I know he did. He, oh, he don't want his mind. music not taken a, down. Not a badass. 
Yeah, he he apologized because uh, I mean, I, I mean, he plays soft saxophone music. Right? <laughs> what if the soft sax revolutionary <laughs> just out front, like out front of like I don't know what they have Chinese parliament, out front of the like prime ministers. House of just his saxophone protesting a song of, a smooth ass song of protest. <laughs> right. Lying everybody to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, maybe that's what they need is to let him, you know, go over there and um play some songs, man. Uh let's talk about this. Um an evil I mean, evil knife carrying clowns are spreading terror throughout France, Karen. Mm-hmm. It's spreading Maybe they were watching the show too. Watch American Horror Story. Let's uh, see why them clowns got mad. Them clowns like, look, y'all giving us a bad name. Mm-hmm. Of course they're evil. What other kind of clowns are there? All oh, Saturday- clowns ain't evil. All clowns are evil. Hashtag <laughs> all clowns. <laughs> they're not. On Saturday night, police in the south of France arrested 14 teenagers who were carrying pistols, knives, and baseball bats while dressed as evil clowns shit fuck they thought they were the from they, they thought they were from the warriors Clown gang warriors um according to yahoo news the teens were arrested after several complaints were made about armed clowns wandering around the port of agdi where found, they were found in the parking lot of a high school a likely evil clown hang zone Mm. Uh, yeah, not the circus. Yeah, these definitely was kids. Only kids gonna be like, you know what we gonna do? Just like, like clowns and guns, we gonna go back to the school, man. Yeah! Okay. Very smart children. Yeah. Oh, it seems like the perfect plan. Cause if you call the cops, you're like, evil clowns are coming. They're just gonna think you're a crazy person and the kids could go about, you know, making mischief and such. That is how the clown, the killer clowns from outer space did it. I mean, nobody believed yeah. it. So- it was too late. The next thing you know, everybody's getting turned into cotton candy. Uh, this isn't the only French town suffering through a wave of genuinely evil. Okay, well, this is somebody else that I don't care about. Why can't you just tell me about the clowns, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no. Another town also had scary clowns. What is this fuck is going down in France? Right. France just fucking people just clown. What they be like, Follez-vous Francais and just stab? What the fuck is happening? Maybe they should have like good mimes that can show up and put a box around the people and then you, the clowns can't attack them because they have to break through the box of the mime. And then the mime could like mime a rope going around them and like tie the clowns up Mm-mm. and then pull the clowns kind of close to them. I feel bad for the real clowns because people going to be like, fuck you. They're going to ban clown outfits or some shit. Like, nope, can't do it. Um, a French national police spokesman said since mid-October, a rumor inspired by videos published on the Internet has created the presence of threatening and aggressive clowns in France. Symptomatic of the impact of the <laughs> Internet. I know, right? What a sentence. This phenomenon can lead to damaging individual acts and disturbances to public order. Yeah! That's right, Cam. Oh, uh, how long do they do that before they kill you? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, the clown uh the clowning continues, Karen. 
Guys aren't clowning around anymore. Somebody in the chat room said insane posse. Uh, speaking of political news, since we got Najela here, mm-hmm. did you guys know that Anthony Weiner still struggling to do Twitter right? Why is he even at this post- point? I don't think I. I think he just that's just what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, is is his wife still there, Yuma? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think so. I don't think they got divorced. Yeah. Or you know, they kept a good public image. Well, apparently he follows someone named Sugar uh Sugar Fuzz or at Jocelyn Stevens on Twitter. Um and he favorited her tweet and it's the only favorite that he has. So of course someone just checked his Twitter and saw that. And it's a uh selfie of her boobs is her uh thing. Um uh I'm just saying, if you're gonna be a politician and sex scandal is your thing, um, I might not vote for you if you're not like more careful afterwards. Unless you're just gonna come out and be like, look, doc, I don't give a fuck. Then I might actually have your back. But like, he's really out here on some like, nah, man, I changed. My life is different now. Did but, he um, get mad and hot and was calling people out when he like lost last time? Yeah, he got mad. Went up Come in that on, McDonald's dog. and chased down that woman. Mm-hmm. People ain't gonna vote your ass back in. So he must say, "Fuck it, I love these bitches." Yeah, and he, I love Twitter. He favored a, a, a tweet of a lady uh, taking a picture of her cleavage and stuff and saying, Hash "WCW Women Crush Wednesday." I love myself and a picture of herself, Jocelyn Stevens. Um, and this is a very nice picture, of course. It is. Her Twitter bio says, here's the part where he fucked up. Her Twitter value, her Twitter bio says, filling in for your wife since 2001. Oh. Indulge your sexual fantasies by having an affair. Hashtag rock hard Monday, Instagram sugar fuzz. Come on, Anthony Weiner, man. You probably follow her on Instagram too. Come on, Anthony Weiner, dog. I'm not even shaming you for wanting that woman, but you, you got to keep it on the low, bro. You, 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 they after you. Well, maybe him and his wife worked it out. And, you know, he has free range on Twitter women. Maybe that's what it is. Like, don't bring them home. Yeah. Why they, don't favor their tweets. In the house? You're right, Najayla. When she got up there on that podium last time and spoke after he... Talked about embarrassing her. I'm sure they came up with a plan and said, you know what? Now that I think about it on second hand, just go ahead and keep doing your thing. My bad. So, yeah. Jayla got to the bottom of it, guys. So that's why she's here to uh, say the stuff that we uh, didn't think about. Um, All right. This is sad news. I hope you're all sitting down. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris, Chris Martin broke up, guys. I know. I know it's fucking with me too, y'all. Wait, that's that's the guy from Coldplay and the girl from The Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they broke I had no idea they were dating. Me yeah. married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. They had well, they had a conscious uncoupling now. Remember. Oh, I've forgotten. I'm very uh, late with my white people bumping mm-hmm. ugly dudes. Yeah, I've yeah, missed the newsletter several yeah, weeks in a row. Because I'm looking at that pic of them, and he's not that handsome to me. That's just my personal well, opinion. Well, she's uh, 24, he's 37. 
and of course handsome is always subjective i mean yes it is najayla wants to fuck dr strange nobody knew that until today you know um don't see that man get a lot of love out there the hunger Games stunner most recently supported the recording artist when he performed with the kings of leon at the hollywood bowl earlier this month she was also on hand when the father of two took the stage in september at the iheart radio music festival he's 37 she's 24 um but uh yeah gwen and chris announced their conscious uncoupling in march chris and j-law began dating in june you know she made a joke about wanting to date uh my man larry david and larry david said he wouldn't do it um but now that she's free you know maybe he changed his mind I, I just wonder if it's the nudes like you think the, the nude, i think the news broke him up to be honest i don't know if he could take what his pal show and the internet kind of like decided she was the worst thing ever he was he rolled with that he broke up with her though he got a conscious uncoupling after she said too many dumb things he said okay that's enough one more she did one more interview and he said okay god damn it ah. okay my mentions are on fire Gwyneth. what did you say this time she's like i just said that my job is harder than any housewives and then he's like okay that's we got to consciously uncouple i'm sorry oh, and then this i think it's the news now i don't think it's the news because like he was like oh no everybody saw my girl naked or whatever i'm ashamed what i think it is is that some news came out that he didn't have and he was like god damn it these are fresh and new you just got this poster who's who's getting this picture that's what i think happened and you know that had to be like nobody talked about it with the scandal happened but that had to have happened with several people where it was just like wait a minute um that calendar says september and mm-hmm. we were dating in september who the fuck you sending your titties to in september or you know who why's your dick in the picture with this girl but you said we were dating at this time so yeah man i think jennifer lawrence got busted man sad to see it happen though well All she's right. young and you know i'm saying if i had 24 year old titties and i was like the most sought after actress right now i wouldn't want to be bogged down with some father or two that's almost 40 mm-hmm. okay well you never I know i got snapchat to take <laughs> yeah you never know man maybe uh maybe that's what it was all right let's play our games guys and today unlike yesterday we do have the music so uh, here's our first game. It's a little game called Guess the Race. I mean, fuck it with black people. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck it with black people. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. Where we rate things on a scale of 0 to 100 and intervals of 25 for how much we feel fucked with. Today's contestants are still a lot of people. Let's get into it. Najayla, pick a number between 1 and I think I might be less than 20 now. So let's see. 9, 12, 14, uh, 17... 19, 20. Okay, 1 and 20. Ah, uh, 
17. All right, let's go to 17. Let's see, 11, 14. Oh, wait, it was 17. 17 was the highest number, so there we go. Um, Man who took Eric Gardner's cell phone video arraigned on weapons charge. So um, Eric Gardner is the man who died uh, when put in the chokehold by the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Then a dude, uh, of course, who filmed it, uh, put it out on YouTube, and that's how everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they arrested him on a weapons charge. Which is which is funny because we're covering this out of order. I think we because you know people pick random numbers. Pretty sure we already covered the fact that they arrested his wife too. Mm, uh, yeah, from, I remember the wife being arrested. Right, mm-hmm. I think they're fucking with that with them. Right, they put the whole family in jail. <laughs> just like fuck it, put them all in jail. Right, just so we can uh, make sure that people will not believe anything comes that comes out your mouth. Yeah, here's the actual article. What kind of weapon charge? Like, on a speakerphone with his wife this afternoon, twenty-two-year-old Ramsey. Or- um, I don't know, and I think this thing isn't playing through the speakers. Hold on. Um, let's see. Uh, police say a man who shot cell phone video of police holding Eric Garner in an apparent chokehold on Staten Island has been arraigned after he was taken into custody on this weekend on weapons charges. They say the gun was found on you. Uh, our witness news investigator Sarah Wallace said. No, the gun was never found on me. The gun was found on the girl, Ramsey Order said. On a speakerphone with his wife Monday afternoon, 22-year-old Ramsey Order claimed he was set up by a 17-year-old girl Saturday night as the two left the Richmond Hotel in the St. George section of Staten Island Narcotics Cop. Uh, Staten Island. Nar- there should be a period there. Narcotics cops say they saw Order put an unloaded 25 caliber gun in Alba Leakage's waistband. Both were arrested on a gun charge. She was released on her own recognizance. Recognizance. Are you saying? What are you doing at the seventeen-year-old girl at a hotel? Yeah, well, I, that's what I want to know. Like, what is the deal with that? Like, no wonder his wife didn't want to get him out. Are you saying that he got your daughter in trouble? Yeah, he's he not only just have just have a gun, but he put my daughter in trouble. So it's a very very bad thing. The teen's mother said. The girl's mother said Monday it was order who had the gun and that he suddenly thrust it in the, on the girl when the officers approached. She said, I was freaking out and I wanted to faint. Uh, authorities say the weapon recovered was a 25 caliber Norton semi-automatic that was reported stolen in Michigan in 2007. Police seized the gun along with marijuana. Order and his family claimed the girl had the gun all along that cops have been gunning for him ever since he took cell phone video of officers Arresting 43-year-old Eric Garner, one using an apparent chokehold. They wanted a reason to arrest him and apprehend him to keep him from continuing exposure, to continue to show what what horrible things they've been doing to people, um, said his wife. Order entered a not guilty plea and is being held on $75,000 bail. Um, So, yeah, uh, zero to 100, Karen. But this one right here, it's, it's about a 50. I'm fucked with, mm-hmm. but I got questions, you know, why was you with a 17-year-old and, you know, where did this gun really, I got too many questions, so it's a 50 for me. The jailer? 
I want to agree with that. Um, but I feel like fuckery was at the base of this. Right. There's just too too much else going on here. Mm. Okay. I mean, I think he was caught with fuckery in mind, but he like added his own things mm-hmm. that just compounding it. So I would say it's half uh, treachery and half him just not doing what he's supposed to be doing. So zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty five. What would you give it? Uh, zero to a hundred. I'd say it's. Uh, I would go fifty one because I, I I think it the basis is in the fuckery, but then it's compounded with his own stuff. But I I think more of uh, slightly like a iota more of, of fuckery. So I'd give it a fifty. All right, fifty. I'm gonna have to give it twenty five. Um. Cause it sounds like whatever he was doing, um, somebody had a gun and his ass wasn't supposed to be around none. Right. <laughs> like, and he said he knew the cops were watching him. So I'm like, how the fuck? Like, that's the time you, you just like, you can't even come in my house during you know, this time. I'm just like, I, I, I'd be like, they'd be like, what's wrong with you? I got gun Ebola. Yeah, if I'm you, honest, stay at the house. Right. You. you knock on my door, I'm going to be like, man, you got drugs, anything. Someone frisked this man. I know, stop. I know we got into this trouble because of stopping frisk. You can't come in my house without being frisked because the cops is hot out here. Uh, Karen, pick a number between one and 20. I mean, one to 17. Well, 16 now. One to 16. We're going to do nine. Nine. All right. Um, uh, dear white people, um, uh, a film critic, uh, who reviewed, uh, dear white people, uh, was written by, uh, written about by Vanessa Arazzo, uh, where she said he totally missed the point of the movie. Um, for all the white people in the audience, on behalf of all the black people in the world, you most definitely have permission to laugh. Uh, wait, what? When Dear White People premiere, oh, okay, yeah, the director told that to all the audience, to all the audience members, okay. A playful satire about being a black face in a white place, the movie centers on four black students at Winchester, a mostly white Ivy League college. Samantha White, Tessa Thompson, is the fiery host of a campus radio show called Dear White People, where she doles out snarky and pointed advice like, Dear White People, stop dancing, and Dear White People, stop touching my hair. Does this look like a petting zoo to you? Her fellow classmates are Troy Fairbanks, the overachieving son of a Winchester dean of students, Coco Connors, who is seeking fame via a spot on a reality show, and Lionel Huggins, the lovable nerd with a big fro that is a black hole for white people's fingers. Simeon's film pulls no punches and makes no apologies for exposing the subtle forms of racism that people of color deal with on a regular basis. In the face of the post-racial American narrative and the proclamations by pundits that racism is over, to stand up, wave your arms, and shout, Hey, America, you're just as racist as ever is a brave and righteous act. Dear white people goes even further. It tells America right to its face that every time a white person says racism is over, that very act itself is racist. And that one little sentence, racism is over, in effect negates the entire experience of all people of color who live in the United States. It does. Uh, you're just being too sensitive is likely the rebuttal. Their only words, don't let it bother you, is another one. The fact is that as a person of color in this country, you deal with subtle forms of racism on almost on an almost daily basis, yet the perpetrator rarely thinks they are racist. It might be something like, where are you from? Subtext, you are not white, so you certainly can't be American. Or, right. you talk like a white person. Subtext, your ability to use correct grammar is surprising. I thought everyone that looked like you had poor education. <laughs> correct. It's these undercover digs, these microaggressions that are at the heart of the movie. 
um so she goes into her screening but where's my uh okay so she says when i walked out of the press screening two men were standing outside the theater discussing the film one was white the other was black i walked out just in time to hear the white critic in a long loud bombastic voice say those parties where people dress up are terrible. I mean, it's one thing to have a Mexican party and wear hats, but it's another to dress up in blackface without understanding the history behind it. Wait, what? I honestly could not believe what I just heard. When did it become okay to dress up like any ethnic stereotype? Uh, Period, right. Yeah. Herein lies the real issue. A film critic, a person whose profession is to analyze films, walks out of dear white people and his biggest concern is that people are dressing up in blackface? Are you kidding me? Yes, blackface is terrible, but this guy's missing the entire point of the film, that racism is much more insidious now than it was in the past, that even if mainstream America looks down at downing blackface or that using it or N-word is no longer socially acceptable, it doesn't mean racism doesn't exist. These parties just happen to reveal for a brief moment the racist beliefs that are bubbling just below the surface. Problem number two. This film critic guy seriously thinks that white kids throwing a Mexican party is no big deal newsflash ah dressing up like any ethnicity is flat out racist let me break it down for you imagine you're the only mexican in the room i.e me at a press screening and all the other people in the, are dressed in sombreros zarapes z-a-r-a-p-e-s zarapes i don't know that word wearing fake mustaches eating crunchy tacos and drinking tequila what in fact is happening is that people dressed like quote-unquote mexicans are sending a clear message of what they think being mexican is correct Dear white people, will you dress up in a Mexican costume? You are denying me the opportunity to have a complex and layering notion of my own ethnicity. You are in, uh, in, in essence forcing, uh, forcefully putting all of us into one box and you are saying that somehow I am less Mexican because I don't fit your stereotype. The most disturbing thing about your ridiculous parties though is that they are a direct reflection of how people in this country see race and ethnicity. My own life experience has proven this to be true. So, um, that was the person who didn't get it. She goes on to write like some more stuff about the white film critics and his uh horrible opinion. Um what do you give it, Karen? Zero to a hundred. I'm not fucked with. Zero for Karen. Uh Najayla. Um I kinda of feel like since people are actually having this discussion, mm-hmm. it's I don't I, I don't feel like this is direct being fucked with. I do kind of feel like I don't care what non-black people think of this movie. I've read uh, a lot of reviews, and I take it to heart. I mean, there's a lot of black people that are very critical of this movie, and I've taken those to heart, along with the praise. Uh, I don't really care what some dumb old white critic has to say about this movie. All right. Um, so that sounds like a zero from the jailer as well. Um, yeah. well, me personally, uh, I would give it a 25 because, um, I really hate when people do the, um, uh, well, it's, it's okay because, you know, a black person is in my face at this moment. So I'm, it's okay to be racist to someone else, but not you, of course, not black people. That's, that's crazy. That's racist for real. But some some Asians, we can do that. Like I hate that shit. Like it is mm-hmm. annoying as fuck. Oh, that's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah, and that and right. And see, you have that look where a lot of people don't assume that you have Asian heritage, mm-hmm. and then they find out that you do. I'm sure sometimes in very um uh 
shocking ways after they've just said some bullshit so right for me i do feel fucked with when that happens because why assume that because i am because you're not being racist actively against me at the moment and my people that i'm still okay with racism as long as it's somebody else fuck you and fuck your opinion of matter of fact a hundred fuck you and fuck your opinion of the movie you just watch a goddamn movie about racism the whole goddamn movie is about racism do you watch out of the time to kill you walk out of that and just go you know what though um look what that little girl had on you know like nah you fucking missed the whole point and uh fuck you for even having an opinion after that anyway sorry let's go to uh let's go to our other game time for some guest race, guys now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, Najayla Ree of BlazingBitch.com, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they're quite racist. Um, all right. Let's start with, uh, start with this one. You ever wake up in bed next to a man that you don't even remember from last night? Mm-mm. What about you, Najela? Nope. Well. I don't need to get drunk to get curry either. I didn't say you got drunk. <laughs> a Connecticut man wandered into the wrong house and hopped into the bed of a stranger. And it oh. intoxicated Tyler Sullivan, 26, believed he was entering his mother's apartment, which is in the same complex. Uh, the caller said he rolled over and saw that it was not his wife, but this dude. <laughs> the drunk intruder was told to leave the apartment, but refused. He was still there when the cops got there. <laughs> I'm going to say white because it doesn't sound like he's dead. All right. He was charged with trespassing, disorderly conduct, released on a $1,000 bail. He will appear in court next month. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe his race could possibly be. Najela's going with white. Uh, whiter than Bo Biden's co- cocaine? <laughs> is oh. Blow Biden. Bo Biden's a good, uh, by the way, Bo Biden's actually the good, um, son. Uh, whiter, white cause I leave, I live in Connecticut. White person who must live in Mayberry since no doors were locked. <laughs> Columbuser of bedrooms. <laughs> oh my. That's some privilege, some white privilege. Dude, where's my house? White. Quite white. I don't even know how I got home last night. I was so drunk. White. Crusader star, crusade starter. Future Iron Man actor white and one who didn't realize that his statements about dear white people confirms the very racism that the movie was talking about. The correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. White. The jailer got that one. What was your what was your clue? You said that he didn't get killed. He didn't get killed. The door is unlocked and who else gets super trash drunk and just wanders, just wanders around to somebody's home? Because if you were a big black guy wandering around mm. and you were drunk, 
you would have been arrested before you got home. Yeah, somebody would have stood their ground. Well, he was white, and the jailer totally nailed that one. Let's go to another one. Um, let's talk about these cops, man. Cops, man. Um, the Texas cop with the foot fetish asked a woman for sexual favors in return for not busting her. Oh. Officer Patrick Quinn said he would let her go without smelling her feet if she would let him have her underwear, according to court documents. But he said that if she still chose to have him smell her feet, he was probably going to lick them, too. Oh. I know. A former Texas cop with a foot fetish is accused. Yes, Karen, go ahead. Why are you harassing these uh, ladies? Uh, There are people who are really down for that, and you don't have to beg or plead. Y'all can do this. Yeah. You can do it off the clock. Mm, That's true. But when when the need strikes, man, what if you pull over a woman and she got some little cute feet? And you just want to suck them and lick on them. I mean, what are you going to do? Turn that urge down. Uh, sounds like you're never going to make police like that, Karen. Mm-mm. You'll never make detective at this rate. I know. Well, then if that's what it takes, no. I mean, we've all had to do interesting things for the cops, you know. So, do uh, something strange for a little bit of change, they mm-hmm. say. Or not to be arrested in this case. The jailer, if you got pulled over and they said, look, let me have your panties or lick your feet and I'll let you off with a warning, would you consider it? I would tell him that he needs to just go to my site and buy panties like everybody else. Mm. So you would be, you But would actually, just... I don't have a license. So if I'm driving, oh, I man. get over. I'll do whatever it takes to not get arrested. So I'd give him the panties. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> but what if he looked like Benedict Cumberbatch? Ah, uh, gosh. Uh, you know, as long as I don't have to see what he's going to do with them. <laughs> I don't care. You know, it's funny because I was talking to, I can't remember, or maybe it was on the show yesterday, someone was saying something about standing up to the cops that they want to look in your phone and shit, and I'm just like, no, I'm not. I, my line now is so low, it's just like, don't get killed. Like, it's like, it's pretty much nothing they can ask where I'm just like, fuck you, officer, it's probably gonna be like, he's like, listen, I wanna put my finger up your butthole, I'm like, god damn it! All right. Just don't tell anybody. Can you turn the dash cam off at least? Like, oh lord, they they killing niggas, man. It's scary as shit. Like that is the scariest mm-hmm. fucking thing ever. You get pulled over by a cop. Like it's like I'd see like I when I hear these stories, I just think how much shit did they get away with? You know, there was that one guy who was sexually assaulting black women. He got away with like a whole bunch of them before one woman was just like, nah, fuck this. I'm gonna tell. You know, like it's scary to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, former school district officer Patrick Quinn has been charged with two counts of official oppression. The Harris County District uh, Attorney's Office announced Monday. Officer Quinn of the South Fair School District pulled over a woman on August 11th and told her he smelled marijuana in her car. Uh, he claims he found a marijuana gender in her vehicle, but the woman told him it did not belong to her and that no one else had been in her car. The cop then told the woman about his foot fetish. You know, that's why he really pulled her over. Probably, of course. She right, probably checking a, out them feet. She probably was a white woman, had a feet in the dashboard. You know how y'all do. Y'all listening. Um, uh, the officer told her that he would let her go if she would let him smell her feet. And if she refused, he would have to take her to jail. Damn. 
you know and the feet is just the right body part that i think if like if it happened to me i'd do it you know what I mean? like he picked the right body like if he would say any other body part like if he would say like i just want to nibble on your ear i'd be like no nigga no Ew, that's gross but he's like i want to smell your feet i'd be like Am I gonna, am I gonna get out the ticket? How much would the ticket be if I had to pay it? It's just, let's talk, let's get down to brass tacks, alright? What's court costs on this shit? Is court costs like another 80? Mm. You can smell one foot, alright? Mm. Uh, like, and now I want your panties too, uh, sir, I go commando. Um, yes, I ain't got nothing to give you. <laughs> The cop then told the woman about his foot fetish. The officer told her, okay, yeah. The woman began to take off her boots and asked the officer if she needed to take off her socks as well. The officer said yes. So she was going to do it, man. But, yeah, he started talking about drawers. She was like, no, no, not doing drawers. Then he said he would let her go without smelling her feet if she would let him have her underwear. So he tried to see. That's what happened. He got greedy. He got greedy. Yeah, if he just did the feet, (laughs) nobody would ever found out. The feet was the perfect crime. It's just non-sexual enough to regular people for us to not care. You know what I mean? It's like if you found out a dude was like masturbating the pictures of your hair. It's like, okay, I guess, weirdo. But it's not like, you know, oh, no, I better cover my hair when this guy's around. You know, you're just like, okay, if that's your fantasy, it's just my hair, dude. You can calm down. Feet are like that to me where it's just like, oh, you're in the feet, I guess. I mean, you can't really do much with them. So I just want to smell them. Sure, smell my stinky toes. And he's probably like, oh, they stink. That's even better. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever have any foot fetish people call you, Nijay Lou, on, uh, on your hotline? Uh, several. Several. Um, I've dated a lot of Asian men. So mm-hmm. foot jobs are mm. something I've, I've, I've done. I'm a giver. I'm personally horrifically disgusted by the idea of feet. Uh, I went on two dates with somebody whose family was connected to uh, the Korean pop music Mm -hmm. thing. So he had like a whole bunch of money. Like, he had a Bentley. And he bought me shoes that were custom-made. I have giant feet. And he Mm -hmm. got me like custom-made, nice designer shoes from Nordstrom. I didn't even know that was something you could do. And then he wanted me to walk from my dorm to this restaurant. We had dinner, walked back. And then as soon as we got back into the dorm, he took off the nice shoes and he started licking the bottoms. And I thought I was going to vomit in his face. I was so disgusted. I just took him and his shoes. I was like, you need to leave and kicked him out. And I've had a huge aversion to feet ever since. Oh, my God. Do you lick the bottom of the shoe or the bottom of your feet? He licked the bottom of his shoes after I was walking around Newark, New Jersey. Oh, Oh, man. That's how you get Ebola. Right. He the one that spread it. Oh, man. But, um, all right. So, um, this dude, uh, said, uh, uh, he wanted to see them panties now that he had already up to Annie. Um, uh, and then she said if she still chose to have the feet smelled, he was going to lick them too. So I think he really was after the panties the whole time. Oh, yeah. Uh, she offered to give him the underwear then, but then he said, never mind, and let her go. So he must have came back to his senses for a moment. Like, oh, I didn't turn the dash cam off. Authorities fear that Quinn, who has been suspended, may have victimized other women. Uh, so guess the race of Mr. Patrick Quinn. 
Um, I'm just going to say white because his name is Patrick Quinn. Okay. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Creamy white tomosexual abusing his power of position. Position of power to get us some pretty pink. <laughs> now nah, just move too fast. I got to go back up. Some pretty pink piggies. Tomosexual white. Rex Ryan devotee. Give a man a foot. He'll take a mile. All stars of Exodus. Uh, the, the one white dude on blackpeoplefeet.com. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Oh, wait, you're into that? White, if you don't care, I don't care. I'll take your underwear. Uh, Rex Ryan, Officer Rex Ryan White. Why in my neck of the woods? That's near Houston. White because that side is high in, in real estate. Well, I think this happened in New Jersey, unless there's a Houston, New Jersey. One who can get any black person killed simply by calling 911, claiming they see a black person with a gun, and even if they don't, the police will murder them because white people evil, y'all, white. Oh, Lord. This little piggy went to the market, cheese, and pig feed white. I guess this department has a don't ask, don't tell policy when it comes to tomosexuals. John from CHI, from Chips, California Highway Patrol yesterday. White from the cheese between them toes, as the cheese between them toes. Ew. Oh. Trick or treat, smell yeah. my feet, give me something good to eat. White. White because they care enough to investigate. No one cares about brown women. That's the victim. I'm talking about who did it. Pink toe, whiter than the tube socks on the feet in the white Air Force ones worn by Wiggers in the white, in White Horse, New Jersey. But isn't this the tick, tick or treat song? I don't know what this means. Uh, dream of being Al Bundy, white and owner of most stuff. The correct answer is, and the jailer got it, white. He was a white man. All right, coming up to the end, guys. It's time to go to the double bonus for Najela. Where's my music? Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the racism for Najela, who's two for two so far. And guess the race, but can she prove to be among the all-time racist elite and go three for three? Jaylee, getting bonus, you getting a uh, word in the bonus round? All right, think I can do this. Think I can go the, the whole way. All right, I can do it. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. But let's see what really happens. An Ozark man has accused the president. Barack Hussein Obama um, of threats and says he's not delusional, okay? Because I noticed what you first thought when you read the headline. Oh, this dude's delusional. Well, he says he's not, guys. Montgomery, Alabama. Two psychologists have tested in court, testified in court that an Alabama man accused of threatening the president is delusional and thinks he has been chosen to be a spokesman for God. The psychologist testified Thursday in a competency hearing in federal court that Derek, how do you pronounce this? Derek Matthew Pfeiffer of Ozark is D-E-R-Y-K-E. I don't know if that's supposed to be Derek or what. 
Pfeiffer spoke in court over the objections of his attorney and told the judge, I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> when your own attorney like, please just, just shut the fuck up, please. I'm trying to help you out. He's like, fuck you. They're like, shh, be quiet. I'll put the system on trial. I know that's what the fuck are you paying me for then? The U.S. District Attorney, uh, I mean, District Judge Myron Thompson said he will rule later on Pfeiffer's competency and whether he should be committed to the U.S. Bureau of Prisons for a determination of whether, on whether he can be restored to competency. Federal agency agents, I'm sorry, federal agents arrested Pfeiffer in July and accused him of making threats against the president in phone calls to the Federal Protective Service and in postings on social media. Guess the race of Derek Matthew Pfeiffer. Huh. I mean, my gut was to say that this is a Caucasian gentleman. But how does he spell Derek? Well, his parents spell Derek D-E-R-Y-K-E. Huh. And he isn't the oligarch. He's not... You said that that's where it happened, right? Like, oh, that's- yeah. It well, it happened in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, it's Ozark. I don't know Ozark County or Ozark City, Alabama. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get forget say a black gentleman. Mm, the jail is going black. Let's check the chat room. Spokesman for God White, Michelle's little brother. Giving honor to God, a.k.a. Dale Earnhardt Sr., the head of his house. Busy Bones cousin, praise God. Oh, Lord. Cottage Cheese White taking over his attorney, and, talking over his attorney in court, and here's God. The spelling alone tells you he's black, y'all, says Sophia. White had the padded wall, white has the padded walls he needs to live in. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Stubbington. Elliot Tate says white Negro relocator says, says super relocator. <laughs> white uh, Negro relocator. That's great. Pronounced Derry K Black. Uh, Derry K. <laughs> hey, what if it is pronounced like, uh, the dude on Ken feeling that one skit? I love that skit, by the way. Where he's like, Balake! Anyway. <laughs> ah! Ozark, Alabama just sounds like a place full of slave descendants, black. Oh, believes Jesus is in his image. Black Jesus, black pavement ape. Oh, that one stinks. Never has put the name on a job application. Black <laughs> 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 going on, uh, going as asphalt for Halloween. Black. Oh, and Laurie, Laurie season salt user. The correct answer is Aww. to remain perfect. Najalery. You are correct. You nailed it, buddy. You got an image? Yeah, I'm putting this picture up. And I got to give some oh. booze because some people got it wrong. So let me get the audience booze. Yes. Oh, the way it was spelled. Yeah, yeah. And the jailer was on top of that one. Was that what the dad giveaway, the way it was spelled? Yep. All right. Now it's the last thing we do here, guys. We got to warn you about sore ratchetness, all right? It's a very serious issue. A lot of people out here dying in these streets because of these sores. It's sad to hear. Some people go to people's houses and they do podcasts. 
and the people own swords. True. And every day, I'm at a house full of swords right now. I, some I people, my brother's house, he's a sword ratchet. Be safe. Some people, brothers, seem cool, and then you find out they own swords and you never want to meet them. <laughs> I'm not saying any names because sword people take everything fucking personal, you know. Uh, but uh, wink twice if you need help, Najela. That's what I'm saying. Um, oh, okay, so you do? Okay. Uh, JCSO, murder suspect, used a samurai sword. Ocean Springs, Mississippi, Jackson County Sheriff's uh, deputy said a samurai sword was used in a fatal stabbing last Friday night. Investigators arrested Johnny Romero and charged him with second-degree murder. Deputies say the 18-year-old got into an argument with 29-year-old Shannon Bowen shortly before midnight. They said Bowen died of a stab wound from a samurai sword. Investigators say the two men were neighbors. Uh, in an email to Fox 10 News, Cherry Ward with the Jackson County Sheriff's Office said under a new Mississippi law that took effect July 1st this year, Romero could face up to 40 years in prison if convicted. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I love y'all, Mississippi. I take it all back. Good. I like y'all new law. Fuck these sword owners. Put their ass away. Throw away the key. Let him learn how to behave 40 years from now. Sorry, just get so upset. Such a needless, needless death. Because we let these people have swords unregulated. Okay? Does Elon James look like a man that should be able to control a sword to you? Of course not. You've heard this man on the radio. Then he gets into arguments with his co-host. And then every time that happens, I go, just don't kill the jailer, man. Yeah, it's not worth it. Then he travels to get beat up. Yeah, over die. Oh, he's just gonna one day he's just gonna chop you in half and then be like, "She was a sideline." I tell you, we are gonna be like, "See, he wasn't even joking. He no. was serious the ah. whole time." Something's wrong with that man because he owns swords. So I'm saying, better not hurt my sweetie. That's all I'm saying. You watch your back, Najela. Don't know the swords. Anyway, man, thank you so much, Najela, for being on. Um, yes, sweetie. Uh, tell I people, always have so much fun when I'm on with you guys. No problem, man. And didn't even we didn't even eat through nobody today. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to uh, end nobody's career. Right, because nice... normally when she comes on, some shit happens. Yeah, but you know what else, man? I forget. I forgot to mention. I definitely want to mention this. She's been on the nerd off. Um, mm-hmm. so premium people have heard Najela on the show. Yes, because some, like someone actually <laughs> direct messaged me a while back, like, "Hey, man, can you get Najela on the show?" And I was like, "Man, ironically, I had just talked to her about this, but." Um, it was funny because I was thinking like, nah, you, you was premium. You would have got you some. Would have got you some to Jayla, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. But uh, anyway, yes, um, and seen her cat turn the camera over. Yeah, you would have got to see Logan uh destroy the computer that she's not using right now. So maybe the cat did it. Um, uh, go to blazingbitch.com, and it's with a Y, guys, not an I. Uh, also on Twitter, blazingbitch. Uh, anything else you want to promote? Um, my store, vibrant-vibes.com, if you need any last-minute Halloween stuff, I sell all kinds of novelty candies, costumes, wigs, makeup, and, um, also all, all the sex toys and sex accoutrement, mm-hmm. if that's what you're into. And hopefully you can follow me and then I get my computer back. <laughs> if you guys are looking for a lot of entertainment, you can always look me up, Blazing Bitch, on streaming, blazingbitch.cammodel.com, 
or on Night Flirt. There you go, guys. Um, also, Bitch on there. Boom. So now you know where to find her, man. Or even on nightflirt.com, Blazing Bitch. Um, and, uh, of course, also, I did want to say, co-host of We Nerd Hard, co-host of Twelve After Dark. Um, so, you know, um, catch her in one of her many places where she podcasts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might even catch her on a regular episode of Twib. You never know. She's a woman of many, many talents and many different um likes and if you're in gamergate don't look her up just let it go okay just it ain't that important yeah it's not that important guys Mm. um until well i've uh been dealing with gamergate dudes um i just send them pictures of sexy shirtless dudes like gyrating like just (laughs) gifts (laughs) yeah it's that's a good one but it's not about misogyny i mean oh i'm sorry Uh, but make sure you guys uh, do all that stuff. We'll be back tomorrow where we'll record, uh, we'll review the latest episode of The Walking Dead in our day walking segment. Mm-hmm. And Justin should be here. That should start at 5.30. Um, so hopefully everybody's looking forward to that. Our guest, if everything works out, should be Mike Felder from In the Bleachers. Uh, well, actually from BleacherReport.com now. So, um, yeah, you, everybody know, loves Mike, man. Mm-hmm. Been a while since we had him on. So, uh, make sure you guys tune in tomorrow for that. Uh, go to adamandeve.com, code TBGWT. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>